Electric Car Superstar, talking to you wherever you are. Produced by Christopher Fletcher, audio from FLF Beats. And this article comes to you from Business Day. South Africa must embrace electric vehicles now or fall behind. Written on the 9th of March 2017 by Carl Sneeman. South Africa's pioneering past in developing electric vehicles is not widely recognized. One of the primary technologies in today's vehicles is the rechargeable lithium-ion battery developed by Michael Thackeray and a team of Council for Scientific and Industrial Research Scientists in the 1970s. The CSIR's sodium-nickel chloride cell, known as Zebra, was also patented at the time. Yet South Africa no longer contributes meaningfully to this key part of the electric vehicle technology value chain. Thackeray is now a senior researcher at the Argonne National Laboratory in the US, where he has contributed to the discovery of new battery materials. The Zebra battery is made in Switzerland and features in a solar-powered bus in Australia. It is imported into South Africa under the FAAM brand name and remains one of the most reliable high-temperature batteries. Optimal Energy in South Africa developed an all-electric family car, Jewel, which was well-received in 2008 at the Paris Motor Show. However, it was never commercialized because investors saw it as too risky. Production stopped in 2012. Other South African entrepreneurs are pushing ahead with electric mobility innovations. CSIR-based grid cars is developing a three-wheel, two-seater commuter car with an 80-kilometer range and a light electric utility vehicle. Pretoria firm Two Life will manufacture two- and four-seater electric vehicles with 80% local parts this year. It also plans an all-terrain vehicle and six-seaters for airports and the hospitality industry. A small electric people transporter is being built by Mellow Cabs in South Africa. These innovations aim to move people and freight at a fraction of today's cost. After three years of rapid growth, there are now more than a million electric vehicles in use worldwide. There could be 20 million by 2020, based on the current rate of sales. China is the biggest market with an estimated 400,000 electric vehicles in 2016 an eight-fold increase in two years. The US market swelled 50% to 150,000 over the same period. In Europe, electric vehicles account for 30% of new vehicle sales. South Africa's battery electric vehicle fleet is a disappointing 500 cars, a fraction of the 7 million light vehicles on the roads. In vehicles powered by internal combustion engines, more than 60% of energy generated is lost as heat, only 15% converted to motion. Because of the polluting effects of fossil fuels, future mobility will be very different. There is a window of opportunity for South Africa to stimulate industrial development while reducing oil imports, saving foreign currency, creating jobs, improving air quality and tackling climate change. The government and industry recognise the need to act. In December, the Electric Vehicle Industry Association was launched in Johannesburg 
as a consortium of policymakers, city officials, industry and academics. Its members aim to accelerate and coordinate the shift to clean transport in South Africa, boosting investor confidence and helping the government meet commitments to reduce greenhouse gas emissions. The longer we hold back, the more we will rely on other countries for innovative transport solutions while we still burn fossil fuels, waste energy, increase pollution and contribute to climate change. The absence of industrial and consumer incentives is significantly responsible for South Africa's slow adoption. More favourable policy is urgently needed, including priority support for local industries that create mobility systems adapted to South African conditions. At the EVIA launch, Bert Wittkamp, the Secretary General of Europe's Electromobility Industry Association, AVIA, said incentives were vital to, South, to Africa's most significant change in mobility in 100 years. In markets like California and Norway, cash incentives of up to 100,000 rand decreased the capital cost of new vehicle, electric vehicles to below the fossil fuel equivalent. Owners enjoy priority parking, the use of bus lanes, an exemption from road tax and tolls. Ireland provides a 5,000 euro grant towards the purchase of new electric cars. South Africa penalizes aspirant electric vehicle owners with a 43% import and ad valorem tax, which puts electric mobility out of reach. This is absurd, given the government's supposed commitment to clean energy, clean transport, and developing new industrial sectors. The right incentives need to flow from the sensible alignment of policy by government departments responsible for energy, transport, cities and industry. The government now appears to be on the brink of providing supportive e-mobility policies. The production of new energy vehicles typically covers the fares of more than one government department. The UK's solution was to create an office of low emission vehicles with representatives from different ministries. Norway has decreed that all new cars will be electric by 2025. Paris, Mexico City, Athens and other cities plan to ban diesel vehicles from their city centres to reduce pollution. Coordinated development of charging infrastructure is also required. Ireland is installing national fast charging infrastructure every 50 kilometre and Europe is developing fast charging corridors. South Africa's charging infrastructure is still in demonstration phase and the current approach is to develop it at a municipal level. Such infrastructure is part of the Climate Action Plan for Chawani, which boasts two solar power charging stations. The city is encouraging developers to install solar charging stations at Mels. Cape Town will soon add 15 electric buses to the My City fleet. EVIA's members are committed to mass campaign of consumer awareness of clean energy options. It is time to build on our illustrious past in the electric vehicle sector, not ignore it. End of article. Great job, Chris Broom, within this article representing South Africa and their electric car venture, which is pretty cool. I mean, his municipality is going to try and push electric mobility, which is uh, e-mobility, and I, I kind of like that. Um, if you're listening in the background right now, that's the sweet beat behind my voice. That is Trapped in the Glass. And that's the feature beat of the week. We only got two episodes in this week, so I would love to have this beat featured next week also. 
to give you guys more of a chance to get up there and uh, on our Patreon site and subscribe and receive this beat. I haven't talked to Chris Fletcher about it. You'll probably hear it firsthand from here. So listen for it next week. We're going to keep this trapped in the glass. Um, I listened to it in the last episode and I really enjoyed it. I hope you guys enjoy it too. You guys know what you got to do. Subscribe to the Patreon service that we have on our website, electriccarsuperstar.com, and you will get these featured beats. Or you can just go ahead and, uh, if you're feeling froggy, uh, jump on there and purchase the beat outright and the many other beats that we have. That's the one way to support the show. So, And they're our source sponsor. So on to the article and what's going on here. South Africa seems to be like on the snail pace, like the United States as far as um, e-mobility. But things are seem to be shifting there, according to the article here, written by uh, Car Slyman. And it's like this is this is going to happen. It, it really is. When the advantages of e-mobility become so apparent that municipalities around the world see that they, they have to move in this direction. And not so much environmentally, because that's just a big elephant in the room. But as far as maintenance, and if you build the structure within your municipality, you you can certainly support complete e-mobility. I mean, think about it. There's not enough charging stations where you live. Unless you live in California, unless you live in China, there's not enough charging stations. But... If there was enough charging stations, then buying these cars would be a no-brainer for people that are out to purchase their transportation. Now, if if you think about it, there's gas stations everywhere. I mean, the oil industry has got a lockdown on our transportation industry. And the only major country out there that is serious about turning that around is China. And they're doing this, they, I mean, to, to think that they have 500,000 electric cars on the road right now may seem a little crazy, but it's still not enough. It's still a small number. And in South Africa, it's even less. So it looks like things are changing there, and I hope they change. I, I saw a crazy year here in the article, 2025. Well, that's actually for Australia. These countries are trying to get trying to push the year further and further ahead for electric mobility. South Africa with this 43% tax on electric cars, it doesn't seem right. They, they, they need to have, they need to incentivize these cars. They need to get these cars on the road or they need to at least offer them up in direct competition with their ICE counterparts. I can see BYD coming in and doing their thing there. Why not? You know, they, they, they got electric buses coming in, have it be BYD. Maybe that's, where it is. Maybe that's who it is, BYD. But this is going to be a country right now. And, and I know Chris Bloom is there. And we get numbers and we get statistics on our Facebook. And we have, we have a ton of people coming in from South Africa. So we know the interest is there. This is the type of place where I believe conversion is going to happen. Once conversion starts happening, where it becomes really cheap for people to convert their common car, it's going to spread like wildfire. It's going to be here, there, and everywhere. If they set up a shop where people can come in, bring their ICE car, 
get their muffler taken out, their engine taken out, their radiator taken out, and have that replaced with a battery and electric motors and the components needed to drive that car and, and, and keep that car going, you, you're going to see this happening more and more and more. It's not happening that much now around the world because there's not really a good system in place. It's just happening in, in small pockets. But I believe that these little small pockets are going to get bigger and bigger in places like South Africa that has e-mobility enthusiasm. It's, it's going to catch on. I mean, we covered Mexico. Mexico City's got those the, the two guys there that are converting cars. They're not converting many. But, you know, you get a few shops open and a few more shops open. You know, next thing you know, it's going to be like uh, barber shops here in, in the United States. They're, they're gonna, you can't drive anywhere without seeing a barber shop. There's going to be conversion shops. And once these conversion starts up, start, you know, taking over the market, then the ICE giants are just going to start taking bigger, bigger notice. And it's bound to happen. I'm wondering if GM has their bolt coming down there. I'm sure that it, that's going to happen at some point. Chris Bloom shouted out on Twitter a couple of times that he, he's seen a few leaps up there. So the electric mobility is happening there. But I believe conversion is, is going to push it further. Um, I, their climate, I don't know what climate is like there in South Africa. I'm pretty sure their climate is like ours because they're uh they're they're like down further from the equator so they probably get they probably get four seasons like we do. So you know they are gonna get the fluctuating mileage with electric vehicles. But technology is, is, is going nuts. I didn't really get that but Michael Thackeray was he part of the was the Council of Scientific Industrial Research that was that a South African thing? And did they really come up with the lithium-ion technology as well as the nickel, well, the nickel chloride cell known as the zebra? Did, was that all created in South Africa? If, if this is, if that was created in South Africa, and South Africa isn't leading the world in e-mobility, that is a shame. It, it really is a shame, and it seems like that the municipality there, the government entity that's in place there right now it is not supportive of e-mobility the, it doesn't seem like they're, they're doing it any justice it doesn't seem like they're, they're helping matters for their people there maybe the people don't want electric cars but it doesn't seem that way to me because like i said when we go on uh when we go on our facebook analytics uh we see that south africa is a, is a, is a huge part of the electrification nation chris bloom is is pushing us hard he pushes us, pushes every show, which we appreciate, and we appreciate him reading articles. So I, I know that it's coming from that. The people need to step up and, and maybe write to their elected officials and let them know that they want e-mobility. It, it, it needs to happen. South Africa it is prime for it. It is prime for this movement. They can do it. Outside of the United States, I see a lot of things happening. I see a lot of things happening around the world. Places that are banning diesel. Places that want to go fully electric. They want to ban ICEs like Germany. The time frame is kind of crazy. Germany wants to ban it by 2050, which is a long, long way away. Um, it says here that uh, Norway wants that all their cars to be, they decreed that all their cars will be electric by 2025. 
that's not that bad. That's eight years away. But uh, uh, there, there's there's a movement going on, and it's happening. And it, it's happening in more places than not, and I'm loving it. The electrification nation is strong, and you guys, you, you guys are doing it. I mean, I, I knew this was going to happen. There's so much love for this car. It's, it's one of those things that once you experience it, you don't want to go back. You don't want to go back to ICE driving. You just want to stay where you are. There's a lot of ICE heads out there. There's way more of them than there are us right now. But middle ground, the people that are stuck driving ICEs because that's all they think there is. Once they see what an electric car can offer and what an electric car will do, for the governments and the people and the environment, if that's what you're into. I, I'm more, like I say, I always say this, I lean more towards the practicality of an electric car, the fact that you charge it at home, the fact that the, the low maintenance, the performance on it is way better than an ICE car. If you build, if you build an ICE car for performance and you build an electric car for performance, the electric car is gonna be the better part of, you know, both cars i just believe that i see it you know Te tesla's been proving this since day one a lot of the car conversions out there if you read these articles on uh, electric car conversion you find out that the electric the converted car itself outperforms its ice counterpart when it comes to uh quickness and handling and all that so i mean pretty soon it's just gonna slap everyone in the face and that's what I'm waiting for. Because when that happens, then, then, then you'll see the ball rolling in the right direction. I'm going to finish my commentary right here. Enter the appreciation section. This is our Friday show. I did, not, I did not jump into our social media sites. Got this reading from Chris Bloom. It's kind of a long article. I commented it on it for like 12 minutes. I did share uh, most of our sweet beat of the week, which is Trap in the Glass. And we're gonna feature that week. We're gonna feature that beat next week too. We have, we have a ton of beats. We can feature a beat every week, but I want to give this beat justice. I like the beat. I've already listened to it in the last episode, and I can't wait to listen to it on this episode. But I want to push it one more week, and we're gonna throw this beat on behind my voice next week, and give you guys yet another week, another shot at, at uh, joining us on Patreon becoming a patron of the show and getting these beats sent to you. So that, that's how you show our support at the moment. Our sole sponsor is FLX Beats. Um, Patreon is how we're doing it. So you guys go ahead and, and do that. Do all that stuff through our website because uh, there's a few people out there that want to copy FLX Beats and you know we understand imitation is a great form of flattery. But if you want to support the show, uh, jump on electriccarsuperdart.com and you can navigate to um, FLX Beats website. You can buy beats at, through our website. That's how we want you guys to do it. So that way we can get the support that you guys are throwing at us. And it, that's how we do. So with that, I'm going to end the show right here. I am the Electric Car Superstar. You guys out there pushing the show, growing the show are the Electrification Nation. The sweet beat behind my voice, which is trapped in the glass, is FLX Beats. And the man making me and Chris Bloom sound amazing, Christopher Fletcher. And we are...